After categorically dismissing the Kyoto Protocol last year, more than a few eyebrows were raised when the Bush administration unveiled a global warming plan of its own. The Bush plan differs somewhat from the floundering global agreement in that it seeks to make the entire planet into a smoldering fire pit. The Bush global warming plan will begin to superheat the world first by detonating all nuclear weapons in our oceans. Then, through a combination of giant oil fires, torching of forests and third-world dwellings, and a new Homeland Inferno project, the world's average surface temperature should approach 350 degrees by as early as this spring. The new super-hot climate will make outdoor cookouts affordable, accessible, and simple for everyone. Mr. Bush stated that he envisions, quote, a world where every nation has that great backyard barbecue smell, unquote. And while Mr. Bush's ambitious plan has its share of detractors, few can resist the allure of a sizzling Texas barbecue and a hickory smoke-flavored planet. So guess what? You are listening to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, well, and sharing, well, and preparing, well, for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Wake up! I'm not awake, wake but you up. wake up to the... <laughs> to the health and wealth I'm totally lost Wake up and be healthy And therefore wealthy To the peace and joy of Mother Earth I think I'm going to have to play the sunrise ritual here To get this sun going Because that's what's going to be playing in the background This is the Lakota Indian Sunrise Ritual because it didn't wake me up this morning and therefore my brain is on cricket. So, except it's skipping. No, it's just playing really quickly. It's the the, the modern electronic version. The birds are chirping. It's time to wake up. To the happenings in southern Illinois. Oh, yes, and happenings have we. The first happening I have is the free film Fridays at the Big Muddy IMC. This Friday, that is today. Yes, today. I had to think about it for a second. Tonight, tonight, tonight. Which is March 31st. The Big Muddy Independent Media Center at 214 North Washington is going to show Bang Bang, You're Dead. Now I have to turn. This depressingly real depiction of the horrors of high school from the Showtime cable channel won four Emmy Awards and deserves to be seen by every student who will surely recognize something of their own school in it. And every parent of a teenager who will be horrified at the toxic social environment their children are coping with, or not coping with, as the case may be. This is actually presented, I understand, by... um, one of the high school teachers or principals. I will try to give you more information towards the end of the show. value of the internet. I just looked up at the BigMuddyIMC.org website. 
the principal of Shawnee High School will be on hand to discuss the film. So, again, that's Bang Bang, You're Dead, a very um, intense depiction of the horrors of high school. Yes, sounds like a really interesting movie, an interesting happening. We also have other happenings coming up this weekend. And the next one on the list is Keep the Faith, a coffeehouse and entertainment night. This is a benefit for the Interfaith Center of Carbondale. You can come and visit your local Interfaith Community Center, have some fun, and listen to great music by the Parsley and Sagebrush Band. This is Saturday, April 1st, starting at 7 p.m. It's a $5 suggested donation, and we would happily accept more. This is hosted by the Interfaith Center of Carbondale, located on the corner of Route 51 and Grand Avenue. That's Illinois and Grand. Parking is best east of the railroad tracks on Grand in the city lot. Coffee and tea will be available for a small donation. They're planning on making this event a regular occurrence and therefore are looking for all types of bands and musicians. For more information, you can pass on names and contact information or to find out more for yourself, you can call Vince at 618-527-8029. Come join the fun and help keep the faith. So, ongoing series of coffee and music over at the Interfaith Center, starting tomorrow. Other happenings. In case you missed last night's, um, I just forgot what it's called. It was a clean air, clean, clean skies concert. Um, the Environmental Law Society hosted a concert to prevent air pollution at Trace Ombres last night. The Clear Skies concert, of which proceeds were, are being used to reduce the amount of pollution emitted by industries this year by purchasing sulfur dioxide pollution allowances. Now, essentially what happens is power plants were given um, credits. to, to uh, Essentially, they're allowed to pollute so much. And if they don't pollute they can sell that credit to someone who pollutes more. Yeah. So um, some environmental organizations are going around buying up those pollution credits. So that nobody can pollute. Exactly. <laughs> so um, if you would like to also buy up a credit, um, a great website to go to would be the, actually uh, the EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, epa.gov, and they have information about where to go to buy pollution credits. <laughs> um Specifically, this one was um, sulfur dioxide, which pollutes the air and causes acid rain. Hmm. So if you go to epa.gov and type in acid rain and then look for, what is it? I just was on the website. Let me look hmm. at it real quick. Yeah. but then So then if I personally, as an individual, just got the urge to release 10 tons of sulfur dioxide into the atmosphere, I could buy credits for it from this website, right? Well, not from this website, but there is a list of different organizations that you can buy it from. Um, yeah, so that yeah, that website I think specifically would discourage that sort of thing. But I mean, it essentially you could buy it and do it. But the thing is, is the more the more the credits are traded, the higher the cost of the credits. Yeah. And of course, the more credits are taken out, the more valuable the credits are. So. For example, uh, the Environmental Law Society bought some credits, I think it was like three or four years ago, and they weren't too expensive. But 
other environmental organizations have started doing this, so the credits are going up, the cost of them. But you can actually completely and totally make it so that power plants can't pollute if you buy the pollution credits up. Yes. <laughs> so it's it's an excellent program. Yes, it's economic incentives. <laughs> so, um, again, epa.gov and do a search for acid rain or acid rain program. And it has the list of all the different places to get. It just... Any, essentially, a company cannot legally pollute unless they have a pollution permit yeah. <laughs> or pollution credit, and they're only allowed to pollute so much. <laughs> so if they don't have the pollution credit, so that's exciting. So do you have any other happenings? Cause yes, I do. Actually, I've got one more, and it's coming up next Friday, but this will give us a week's lead time. Rosetta Stone Bookstore will host an opening reception in their art gallery for the Women's Center of Carbondale's Art of Survival, Women, Healing, and the Arts. This reception will take place at Rosetta Stone Bookstore from 6 to 8 p.m. next Friday, April 7th. Rosetta Stone Bookstore is located at 214 West Freeman Street in the Campus Shopping Center in Carbondale. The opening reception will feature an open house, refreshments, and is free and open to the public. And this this ex exhibition will last for the entire month of April, and it'll be at Rosetta Stone Bookstore and also at Perk Place in West Frankfurt. And Art of Survival, Women, Healing, and the Arts has two parts, the art exhibition and the publication of a book. So this is a big project, and they have more information of about Art of Survival, Women, Healing, and the Arts, you can get this by contacting Project Director Alka Kazmierczak at 618-529-0213 or at Elka at elkadesigns.com. For further information, you can also contact Jessica Becker at Rosetta Stone Bookstore at 457-5410. So another big art opening at Rosetta Stone Bookstore. And also next week... The human right to water. People are fighting wars about oil, but in many areas, people are starting to fight wars over water. The human right to water, Patricia Jones, attorney specializing in international water use, environmental justice program manager from uh, Boston, will be speaking at the Carbondale Unitarian Fellowship. Um, let's see, I've got Saturday, April 8th and Friday, April 7th. So, for more information, 529-2439. That's next weekend, not this one. But the more important than that, well, not much more important than water, but this is, well, starting tomorrow is Earth Month. Da -da -da -da. If you have any Earth Month happenings, please email sustain at siu.edu or, or call Five four nine seven three eight seven to get on the Earth Month calendar. I have here some of the events that are happening this month. Sustainable Vegetable Gardening Short Course, April 8th. Um, Earth Day Bash to benefit the Southern Illinois, uh, Beautify Southern Illinois campaign, April 13th. That's at Copper Dragon. Um, Alternative Transportation Day, April 19th at the Interface Center. And then, of course, the 36th annual Earth Day is Saturday, April 22nd, and that will be at Turley Park.
And um, also at Turley Park will be the Keep Carbon Hill Beautiful Cleanup and Recycling Day. And that's the ninth annual. There will also be um, electronics collection. A tractor-trailer truck will be there to collect any old electronics. That is a really pro- big problem because you can't throw old electronics into the dump. Yeah. it's. I mean, you're not supposed to. It's illegal. And then people do it anyway, and it right, creates actual, a lot of headaches. Well, the thing is, is <laughs> electronics have heavy metals, which are highly toxic. And so if they leach into our water, it's highly toxic for us. Yeah. And that's the primary reason why they don't allow electronics in landfills. Yeah, so unless you would like to be eating and drinking your computer in, in the next uh, <laughs> few years... Electronics recycling is a good idea. I just read about a company. I can't remember. It's a a main phone company who came up with a recycled outside part for a cell phone um, with a seed in it. I've heard of this. So you can actually get your cell phone and plant it in the ground, but which is silly as can be because the inside part is still toxic. Yeah. But the outside part will degrade and a sunflower will grow out of... Yeah, okay. You get the idea. Yeah, still a pretty fun idea. <laughs> so, um, again, if you have any um, Earth Month happenings, please uh, simply email sustain at siu.edu or call 549-7387 for Chris, and it will be put on the Earth Month calendar. Yes, and I also actually have a surprise Earth Day happening that I will unveil Probably on next show. Oh. <laughs> so I'll brew up Earth Day mischief. <laughs> so um, I don't have any more happenings. People oh. have been sending us happenings. They have. It's been good. And we seem to have run out for the day, but there are plenty out there. If you go to our website, which is yourcommunityspirit.org, it has both of our emails on it. Yes. Otherwise. It also has a calendar, too, that we haven't really applied yet and started using, but it's there. So if you want to post your happening on the calendar, everyone will see it in a little sidebar and we'll announce it on the radio show. That's true. And then also we archive the shows. So if you want to um, re-listen to us (laughs) or if you want to tell some of your other friends to listen to the dorks from Southern Illinois, um, we are on the web. Yes, we are podcasting. And as we speak, you may be listening to us via podcast. But either way... It's out there for you. Out there. Yeah, yes. we don't want it here. We're, we want it out there. We're way out us. there in the stratosphere sometimes, but we try to stay grounded. We will be right back.
guess what? Unfortunately, you are listening to your community spirit, the show about caring. You have to care. Yes. Caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's make change. Yes. Change is good. You know, if you have a dollar, I'll give you change. <laughs> so, this is not a plug for Tree Hugger TV. It is actually an unlikely idea for a reality TV show. <laughs> Take a family of four, move them into a dilapidated old farmhouse in Cornwall, England, and watch them try to start, you know, to live an environmentally friendly lifestyle. As improbable as it sounds for primetime viewing, it is actually happening. The show is called Not Easy Being Green, <laughs> and it is seen on BBC Two for it's, the next seven weeks. Oh, yes, it's not easy being green. So Sounds really interesting. I always thought I, I could never try to find the most marketing-appropriate way of doing it, but I thought there should be some reality TV show about activism or about revolution or about... Something related to those topics. Yeah, I think someone could do that for, for, you know, free speech TV or one of those other TV shows. Yeah. It's like modern youngies <laughs> doing good stuff. So what would the name of the show be? Oh, that's... <laughs> that, that's the most a lot of important yeah, the, part. It's all about the name because then it's you like, build the brand identity around the name. Um, what is the name of that one house was Big Brother, so... <laughs> Watch out, Big Brother. No, I, I don't know. Watch out, Big Brother. <laughs> <laughs> the Enviros are coming. <laughs> could call it the, the Radical House. <laughs> put, put a bunch of radical political activists in the same house and see what sort of mischief unfolds. Well, there'll be a lot of yelling, no? <laughs> yes. In a good way, in a good way. In a way. good way. Yelling about revolution and, uh, you know, unwashed dishes and <laughs> that sort of thing. So, we actually have news, so maybe we should get to it. Yes, news know. is good. Well, it's not always good news, but hearing the news and staying up to date is important. You ever, you ever heard of the movie Left Behind? I have. Well, the, the, the book, there's a book series, too. I don't know if it's related. Okay, the name of mine is Left Behind. Yes. Left behind, Pentagon aims to avoid cleanup costs by attacking EPA science. Hmm. She blinded me with science. <laughs> Confused over who they're supposed to be killing, their enemies themselves, the Defense Department in recent years have often defied U.S. EPA recommendations of environmental cleanups and toxicity standards. Case in point, a 2001 EPA draft report estimated that the chemical, I'm not even going to, let me, maybe I can see that, <laughs> say it, trichloroethylene, trichloroethylene. Tri yeah. Trichloroethylene, I believe. I almost said it right. We can call it TCE for short. Okay, TCE, a widespread water pollutant found in more than a thousand military properties is up to 40 times more likely to cause cancer than previously believed. Skeptical of what they claim is left-leaning science, quote, 
If you go down two or three levels in EPA, you have an awful lot of people who come on board during the Clinton administration, end quote. Grumbles a former deputy undersecretary of defense. The Pentagon managed to run recommendations for cleaning TCE through a bureaucratic maze of White House committees until, in 2003, the matter was set aside. Have thousands of birth def- having have thousands of birth defects and cancers been related to CTCE since then? Hundreds, yes, hundreds of studies suggest so, but they're not the right studies, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Straight to the source, Los Angeles Times, the 29th of February. Oh, of March. <laughs> of March. Wow, traveling through time, day. <laughs> That'd be a good title for another article too. The right studies, like the to the tune of the right stuff, the right studies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. Anyway, in other news, better Escalade than never. Bush administration unveils meek new SUV fuel economy standards. The good news is that hulking SUVs like the Hummer H2 and the Chevy Suburban will, for the first time have to meet gas mileage standards. The not-so-good news? Those standards are, to put it charitably, not terribly ambitious. The new fuel economy plan, formally released by the Bush administration this week, would also raise mileage standards for other SUVs, plus minivans and many pickup trucks, but not by a lot. And they got actually have more information on that at grist.org, where we get a lot of these news stories from. Yeah, we actually kind of steal a lot of stuff from them. Yes, they encourage us to syndicate. (laughs) Yeah, actually, if you go to our website, yourcommunityspirit.org, there is um, headlines over there that change every day. Yeah. And a lot of those headlines are what we do read on the air. Yeah, we've got ones from Chris, and we just recently put up ones from two other places because Orr knows all of the renewable energy uh, inside information, so... Got a few other news feeds, too. Meet the new boss. Slightly less irascible. Is that it? Huh, irascible. irascible. Yes. I have never actually seen that word in print. Yes. I mean, I actually heard it pronounced. Irascible. That's irascible. one of those 100-point uh, words. Meet the new boss. Slightly less irascible than the old boss. A new Exxon chair, mouth, same old wheeze in a breezier style. Um... Watch for new ExxonMobil chair Rex Tillerson to lighten up the company's communication style. But don't expect any substantial changes in how the world's largest largest publicly traded Petrocorp responds to global warming. Quote, we recognize that climate change is a serious issue, Tillerson told the New York Times, going on to defend the company's record on energy alternatives. But he added that there is, quote, Still significant uncertainty around all the factors that affect climate change, unquote. Oil. Well, oil, for instance. And he said that President Bush's addicted to oil phrase was a, quote, unfortunate choice of words. There is somebody who is not following the Oil Addicts Anonymous 12-step program here. Yes, somebody's fallen off the boat. (laughs) But Bush has actually got on the 12-step program for oil addicts. 
Well, what did we say? Unfortunately, Cheney's his sponsor. Yeah, unfortunately, Cheney's his sponsor, so we don't know how long he'll stick to the program. Enviro environmentalists call Exxon's culture, quote, prehistoric and a serious banner, uh, a serious barrier to action on climate disruption. Quote, they have too much money. They are too powerful, said Greenpeace's Kurt Davis. Without Exxon pulling with the rest of the world, it will take much longer to solve global warming. Straight to the source, the New York Times, the 30th of March, 2006. Yes. And in other news, on another oil-related story, the biggest loser. Feds to lose at least $20 billion in oil company royalties, a report finds. Remember that outrageous story about how oil companies are going to gank U.S. taxpayers out of some $7 billion in royalties for drilling in the Gulf of Mexico? Well, it's time to crank up the outrage meter <laughs> Turns out, based on a new report from the Federal Government Accountability Office, taxpayers will actually be getting screwed out of $20 billion over the next 25 years. I screw you. That's, yes, that's $20 billion. The report presented in a private briefing Monday to congressional staffers and apparently leaked to the New York Times cautions that the loss may quadruple to $80 billion if gas and oil firms win a lawsuit seeking further royalty reductions. Federal incentives designed to persuade petro companies to drill in federally leased deep water areas in the Gulf were created about a decade ago when energy prices were depressed. But oil prices hit $66 a barrel yesterday. Oil companies are awash in record profits, and a new estimate pegs the cost of the Iraq War at between $1 trillion and $2 trillion. And the deficit has topped $8 trillion. So you see what we're saying. Straight to the source, the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, 29th of March, 2006. Well, that's okay, you know. We didn't have any use for $20 billion extra dollars anyway, did we? <laughs> well, I don't. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. That's <laughs> it's hard to imagine. It's like Bay City Tollers. San Francisco looks into congestion charging. If you're going to San Francisco, be sure to wear a money clip. <laughs> the city creatively known as The City plans to study the possibility of congestion charges, making drivers pay to enter downtown during business hours. Critics include some stores in the high-traffic areas, which fear that disincentives for downtown motor travel will hurt businesses. Now, in London, which pioneered the concept three years ago, congestion charges have reduced downtown traffic by 30% and brought in $350 million for the government. They take it very seriously there. Mm -hmm. In London, M London Mayor Ken Livingstone this week lashed out at the U.S. ambassador to Britain for refusing to pay the charge, saying he shouldn't, quote, skeeve out of it like some chiseling little crook. <laughs> you can expect to see the phrase... Chiseling little crook regularly in the upcoming weeks. Yes, what a phrase. Straight to the source, the San Francisco Chronicle, Reuters, the 28th of March, 2006. In London, I want to say it's like almost $10 to drive your car into the downtown. It's a lot of money. But they have such good public transportation. 
that you can park your car on the outskirts and take the tr- the, the tram. Do they call it trams there? I don't know. <laughs> Downtown. And San Francisco is very much the same. Yeah. If you're going to San Francisco. Do you have anything important to say? Uh, <laughs> San <see>. Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. We could have time for one last story, but that's actually a good one to end on, I think. Yeah. So we will see you again next week. I'm going to end actually with uh, um, I Am My Brother's Keeper. Sounds good. And we'll see you next week. Being born.